What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico, now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We had Championship Sunday yeah, this man. past weekend. In your super Niners got, I mean, you know, Raiders Jimmy! Ran yeah. through down 10 in third quarter, came back to win. We'll host the Super Bowl. We're not, you know, they're not leaving SoFi. No, it's not. still going to be a road game for them, just like it was when the Niners came Yeah, that was trifling, too. That was bad. But you got to think that all of Compton are 49ers fans for reasons that if you don't know, I'm not about to sit here and explain you're, you're to not. your ass. Okay. okay. And, that's, so. and that's what you have to understand about team affiliations You understand here. about this thing of ours. You <laughs> we know, don't like you your just, colors, Jim, yeah. <laughs> Period. Welcome to What's Burning, where we're smoking the loudest pack of basketball news that you won't find anywhere else on the planet. Now, as you can tell, I'm light-skinned, but I am not Matt Barnes. Matt and Stack are on vacation right now. Edibles, relaxing, reclining, doing whatever they like to do. Mm -hmm. I'm Josiah Johnson, better known as King Josiah 54 on social media. And I am joined by NBA champion, UCLA legend, one of my OGs. Jelani McCoy, what's up, my Joe? brother, my brother, we my did brother. It. We done did we it. We done made it. Yeah. Time, did it. God is good. Oh, God is real good. God is real day. good. Yes, yes. So, without further ado, we're gonna get this thing kicked off and started. NBA All Star starters were announced last week. LeBron fans stepped up to the challenge, got him in for his 18th straight time, which is an NBA record. Now, when you look at that All Star squad, it's it's pretty usual suspects. We have some guys that they broke through. Shout out to Ice Train, Demar on the East, mm -hmm. KD, Giannis, MB rounding out that squad. Now we have LeBron, Joker, Steph, but a name that, you know, some may have been surprised by, Andrew Wiggins, snuck in. The Warriors fans really did their due diligence, used their tech expertise to get Wiggins in there. But I want to ask you, Jay, obviously you played in the NBA. Yes. When you look at the way that the All-Star starter voting is broken down, fans account for 50%, mm -hmm. players get 25%, mm -hmm. and media, a lot of whom have never gotten a bucket in their life at any level, get 25%. True, that's a lot of influence. When you see a guy like Wiggins, and Wiggins having a great year, so no knock to him, but no, do, no. do you think that the all-star voting starting process needs to be adjusted or changed at all? I, I think they need to start looking at some other uh, other creative ways. Um, Wiggins, although he's having a great year, he's playing on one of the top teams. I don't think, I think we were discussing earlier, I don't think he's the worst all-star uh, uh, all selection starter that the fans have put in place yeah. as a starter, but he did. 
uh, jump over Devin Booker, you know what I mean? And that's a big hole where on Devin Booker's at, as well. He's on the second test or, you know, they flip-flop between one and two during the year. So fans going to have to come up off of some of that if that if that's going to if that's the selections they're going to make. How do you feel about it? Well, if I'm Andrew Wiggins, I'm super happy that I decided to get the vaccine. Because oh, uh, remember, he didn't want to yeah. at first. Yeah. But now that yeah. he's getting that all-star bag yeah. as well. But if I'm Devin Booker, Suns obviously top team in the NBA right now. No all-star starters. That's kind of egregious, especially for a community in a league that that embraces winning. We talk about winning all the time. Yeah. Suns are having a great year. CP3 obviously helping engineer that squad along with Aiden. And for me, if I'm Devin Booker, I'm feeling like that's that's some light-skinned slander. And it's like, you it know, I'm, I'm all up in my Drake shit at that point. You have to be. Like, yeah, you know, it, I'm it, sensitive it, and emotional. Yeah, you have to turn a little light-skinned on a situation like that. <laughs> what else does he have to prove? He had a good, I feel like he had a good bubble. They made a good run last year with him playing um, Robin the Batman's, uh, to CP3's Batman. So I feel like Devin should be mad, but I feel like every year there's somebody that shit gets pissed up pissed off that ends up elevating their game. It was Dame one year, you know what I mean? Now Devin Booker might fall into this situation. But I'm happy for Andrew Wiggins. He was a number one pick. People didn't even feel like he was worthy of, you know what I mean, being in the league at one point. But now he's getting an opportunity to represent, you know, the Golden State Warriors. Whether that be the techie software, whatever it is that they're doing, uh, he's getting an opportunity to, you know, be a beacon for that team. So hats off. Yeah, and no knock to Wiggins. I definitely thought yeah. he, was, he was an all-star. Me and Gilbert Arenas actually had this conversation. And I was like, you know, the way he's playing, true shooting percentage, I think close to 60%, just being, being a stalwart on the defensive end, helping yeah. to lead this Warriors squad, which is a hot pack of ass last year. <laughs> hot pack Now of top ass. two. Now top two yeah, in the West. Yeah. And before we move on, we can't, we can't not acknowledge John Morant. Oh, uh, yeah. A phenomenal season in the MVP discussion, really out there getting it. Yeah. You know, the dudes with the, the long dread twisties. He's representing for the twisties right now. I didn't the think eye, of the eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think of the, we've seen a high level of twisty with an eyebrow slash player this caliber till we see till we've seen John Moran. It's he, been a minute. I can't think of one I can't think of one now. It's elaborate. It's like nineteen nineties, two thousands looks. So. In here and there. But yeah, he's he's doing a great job. Uh he, he deserves he spent some time away from the game. I know he went through it with the Grizzlies home base for a minute when he missed a couple games, but he came back on fire, and it seems like the more attention he gets, the more he rises his game steps up to the level. And I think that goes to the, you know, I think the mid-major point guards are psychotic for some reason. I think them having to be the extension of a coach in mid-majors and run systems, yeah. you know, make five passes and all that good shit before they can do that because they don't have five-star players playing with them. I think they they're, they're, they do well on the stage for whatever reason. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him, you know. Uh, hats off to him and, I, you know, sky's the limit. He should be a – he's going to be hard to knock out of that all-star starter spot for a minute now. For sure. Shout out to Rashad Phillips, who, who was, was big on Ja coming out of the draft. Yeah. Normally when Rashad says stuff, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to roll with this dude. I didn't really, you know, know yeah. too much about Ja playing at Murray State. Yeah. But saw him, saw him do his thing in the tournament, yep. and now he's out there getting it. Got the Grizzlies in contention. I don't know if, if anybody's going to be fearing them in the playoffs. But but it's that good vibe from yeah. the Grizzlies, that grit and hustle, whatever that is. And they got him back into contention. Nobody, I don't think they planned it on them being this early in the tra 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 their trajectory right now. Yeah, for sure, most definitely. Yep. And we got all-star reserves getting announced later this week. Uh, the NBA may have let it leak that LaMelo Ball will be making his first All-Star appearance, and I have no problem with that. He's doing work. No, he's uh, Chino Hills finest. Shout out you to LaVar Ball. The plan is coming to fruition. It really is. 
But we got other guys also looking to make their first team. Darius yeah. Garland, who's got he, the Cavs top three in the East right now. That's probably the biggest come shot. Come on, he playing, he playing his ass off right now. You know what I mean? A lot of people, I think the Lakers were supposed to, you know, were looking to consider him at one point in that draft. But Shout out JB. He's doing a good job with that team. And, yeah, he's definitely somebody that should be on the reserves. Yeah, most definitely. We've also got Fred Van Fleet putting up 22-5-7 and seven this year. And, you know, my guy who I'm rolling with, generational talent. Some have compared him to the next MJ. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that's too far-fetched. Yeah. Anthony Ant-Man Edwards. Yeah, man. I mean, just the, the grill sandwiches, the nut shots on the dunk. Yeah, man, consistently, Woo. consistently, the 23, you know, the 23, 5, 4, just the joy that he plays with. That's what I like about this new crop of players is the joy that they bring to the game. We went through a patch of where we were a lot of entitlement during the game. We, you know, a lot of people got to the All-Star and were perennial All-Star selections still having that entitlement, you know, in the game. But I like this new batch of young players. They seem to be real hoopers. And I feel like, you know, LaMelo, Ant-Man, Darius Garland, I feel like the game is in the right place with some of these youngsters. I mean, it's crazy seeing how, how quickly these young guys have developed and also just have this mentality where they're a bust your ass. They do not care. They don't. And LaMelo, especially, just coming with the slag, uh, yeah. the swag, the lime green with the, the matching. Owning it. I mean, you know, that's just super baller level. There's Owning it. Things you can't teach, right? That's Deion Sanders type shit. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the walking in there and owning it, knowing you're a little loud. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you smoke some loud. You walk <laughs> into somewhere. What's burning? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you walk into somewhere, you know you loud. You know what I mean? You got to own that. You know what I mean? You know your presentation's got to be put together and you got to perform. And that seems what he's, he's, he's been doing that since. He's a baby though. So I need to know who else do you think gotta be guaranteed locks, gotta make this all-star game. I know it's in Cleveland. Look, I'm kind of excited. I know I've been down on Cleveland, but I'm gonna turn up. We're gonna get it in. Yeah. Get our flares out. You know? Yeah, man. Cleveland deserves this. They survived the Le- LeBron James down years and now they're building up a whole new brand for themselves. A couple all-star uh, reserves that I can think of. <sighs> Man, we named them like uh, Anthony <laughs> Edwards. You know what I mean? Those are the guys I like. I like Fred. What Fred Van Fleet's doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Depleted in Toronto, still holding it down. The Celtics are are, are struggling right now. We know the Jason Tatum he's, he's situation. Get he got to slide in. You know, uh, Brown's probably going to get squeezed. But you know, he might mean? be the odd man because their be the team isn't. You know, shout out to Nate. You know, we were we talking about earlier. Their team just isn't good enough right now for them to have two selections. But I would like to throw those names in there as your shoes in. But the, those guys, you know. The league has been an interesting year, up and down with the standings and the schedules, people in and out. So, um, yeah, it's probably going to be Jason Tatum or, you know, Brown. Is anybody else coming to mind for you? Honestly, man, uh, you know, just the usual suspects. Yeah, it's the usual. It's tough. I mean, you look look at this Lakers squad and and AD and Westbrook obviously haven't had great years so far. So, you know, just seeing some of the guys. Now, I'm a big fan of kind of this turnover, right? It's kind of the changing of the guard now. These young dudes. Where Ant last year, if you would have said all-star, you know, maybe I know he got snubbed out from mm-hmm. rookie of the year, but just came back with the vengeance this year. Got the, the Timberwolves in contention now to, yep. to, to be one of those top 10 teams to make the playoffs. And I'm a big LaMelo guy. You guys know I was paying $60, $70 for Big Baller brand before it was fashionable. Oh, yeah. You were. No, he was. No though. discount. He really was. No discount. No, no, he was proud of it. He was proud no of it. No discount. Still, still got the merch stand, your land shirts, everything <laughs> like that. So I think it's going to be a, a fun game. And I know yeah. a lot of people aren't, aren't big on Cleveland, but I think Cleveland's going to be fun, man. It's going yeah. to be a show. Browns had a good year. Cleveland is a sports town, so it's you know it'll be their chance to show out and prove that you know they're, they, they, they're 
worthy of you know all the accolades they're getting right now and all the attention. Now, as we mentioned, KD, uh, top vote getter in the East, will be a captain. Yep, will not be playing in the game most likely. Yeah, and we got to talk about the Nets, man. The Nets, I think, came in as as title contenders. They yeah. were the the top squad in the East. Nobody wanted that fade. Obviously, Kyrie and his vaccination status and not playing, and the Nets eventually caving and letting them come because they need to get some of those dubs. Yep. they're currently six in the East right now. Lost yeah. six of their last ten in the midst of a, a five game road trip. That saw them, you know, trigger off a game to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. They've got the Suns, Kings, Jazz, and Nuggets. So, you know, at, at least one win on on, the, on that docket with the, with the Kings on there. Yep. Kyrie playing his longest streak, streak of games this season. East is a huge traffic jam. You know, the Nets are 2.5 games away from, mm-hmm. from beating the Heat mm-hmm. or from being uh, from topping the Heat, who are the top in the conference. Mm-hmm. How big of a deal is this road trip for the Nets? I mean, this will be the largest sample size we get to see of Kyrie, you know what I mean? With James being out with the hand injury, yeah. with KD being out. I mean, this is all clear. You know, maybe this forces Kyrie to take the vaccine because he's all by himself right now with James in and out of the lineup. He's shouldering the majority of the lower, uh, the load. You can see him working out before games, you know what I mean? Trying to get locked in and doing whatever he can to do to help his team. But uh, I just think, you know, this is going to be the biggest sample size that we'll see of Kyrie this year. And I think as it pertains to him taking his vaccination status, I think this will put him in a different position because, like, he will have played. He will have some games against some competition on the West Graham trip, being around the fellas on the road. You know what I mean? It's a different it's a different bonding experience. So I don't see how he plays well in this stretch or the team plays well, and then he goes and disappears for, you know yeah. what I mean, for the rest of the season of the home game. I think this is going to be a, a, a live page with Kyrie, and it's just going to be interesting to see how it falls out because they do need him. I mean, knowing how much that Kyrie loves hooping, and I wanted to ask you this, do you think that he's going to play a home game this year? Because depending on how this shakes out, they don't finish in that top four, yeah. and now they're playing the whole postseason yeah. you know, with only getting three home games as opposed to four. That could that could be a, a difference I mean, maker. Joe, that's what I mean, Joe. It's going to be interesting to get that up in you, you know what I mean, to get her back around the guys, to get back to hooping after the long, after the long layoff and just to go say, I'm going to go sit back down. I mean, I know he's strong and he's got his convictions, you know, how, what, he, what he wants to do with his body. But as a competitor, I just think that I just don't see that happening. That's yeah. just going to be tough, you know what I mean? Come, come back around home, he start getting buckets. They're going to start talking about him. You know, they're going to start buying his shoes again. Yeah, for you sure. You know, shoe sales probably going to go up on this West Coast string, uh, swing. So I think I just don't see him sitting back down after this. And the question I would say is if he decides, yo, I'm not going to get the Vax, and then you're the Nets, mm-hmm. do you want to just finish – fifth or worse in, in the East now. So you get more road games and you get more potential yeah. Kyrie. You start those, you know, get those first two on yeah, the road. You got, that's that's a serious consideration you have to make. You know what I mean? They seem to have been able to bend for him anyway. They didn't want him around totally. Then they found the clause where he could play, you know, on the road game. So I think I think they're going to take Kyrie however they can take him, long, long story short. And let's take a look at the rest of the East. Obviously, mm-hmm. we got the Heat, the top spot, mm-hmm. followed by the Bulls, who, mm-hmm. you know, are dealing with some, some injury issues. Sixers and B's out here really getting it. Getting no it. Ben Simmons, no deal looking imminent, which yeah. is very, you know, if I'm if I'm Daryl Morey, I might I might have to sit back and kick it for a little bit. I might have to. Let you Ben might, sweat it out. You might have to. I don't like these deals that are getting offered. Nah, it's not enough. And at the end of the day, you're in a unique situation where Joel Embiid is playing out of his mind, you know, and he's making up for Ben Simmons' loss. You know, you're still going to need a couple other players to step up that's making some bread, you know what I mean? So, but they'll have to deal with that. But Joel Embiid is making us forget about the Ben Simmons saga, low-key, you know what I mean? And I feel like if I'm Maury, like you said, I'm not taking them deals. If he playing like how he playing right now, if y'all don't get it how I need it, 
perhaps, you know what I mean, I might just cross my hands and do nothing. So it's trifling how it's going down, but unfortunately, uh, out of this bad situation, a great thing has happened is what we're getting the MVP uh, that everybody thought Joel Embiid would be, you know what I mean, two to three years ago. We're seeing that guy now. And then how legit do you think that the Cavs are? We also got the Bucks who yeah. aren't playing well, but I want to ask you, Cavs? Yeah. Is this for real, or is this kind of one of those feel-good stories that they're going to start to, you know, slowly but surely as the season wears Ooh, on? The injuries could help. Yeah. Like Chicago, you know what I mean? Shout out, you know, that, you know, Grayson Allen did, you know what I mean, the, 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 East, East Eastern Conference, the biggest service, you know, you know what I mean, they could with that foul by knocking out a Caruso. And they got so many other players out the lineup. But I think if Cleveland can stay healthy, they play hard. Yeah. And they play hard and they match up with everybody. They got good size. They got, you know, Mobley can switch out on the perimeter and do some things. So I feel like if they come up against a team who's got people in and out the lineup during the playoffs, they might be able to knock somebody off. They're not going to no Eastern Conference Finals, you know what I mean? I hope they do, you know. Shout out to JB and M if they do, but I personally don't think so. But I think they got a chance to surprise somebody in the early round. And last but not least, Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee. The Fanny Champions obviously got their first championship in 50 years. Yeah. It feels like Giannis doesn't get the love and respect that he deserves yeah, as a player that, you know, every year MVP caliber developing yep. different levels of his game. Yep. Is this squad legit or, or the, you know, they just accept that championship and we'll see you on 50 more years? Well, you've been around Milwaukee a lot because yeah. Pops, you know, works for Milwaukee. Uh, you were around the championship yeah. run last I was, year. I appreciate you, Bucks, for the plug. Yes. <laughs> you've seen Giannis even make incremental strides during the finals. Yeah when he didn't have it going, when he had to adjust his game, when he had to play awkward and take shots that he was not comfortable taking just for, you know, the science of the basketball game. I like the Bucks. you know what I mean? Uh, I think they have done a good job of replacing P.J. Tucker's energy and a couple other veterans that were on that, uh, that, were on that bench. But the way Giannis plays, you know what I mean, the energy and how he's bringing it every night, we haven't seen something – like Shaq, I think that's why they compare it to Shaq because it's dominance, you know what I'm saying, damn near every night. Now, if as long as he continues to stay healthy and do that, they gonna always have a chance. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., 
only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. And let's let's look ahead at a couple of teams who, who who are you know in the playoff hunt. Yep. One more surprise than the other. We got Hornets and Celtics Wednesday. Yeah. Lamelo got this Hornet squad. You know, look, looking you know very, very interesting, good. Very, very interesting. interesting. I saw a lot of that last year too, yeah. and they kind of slowly slipped off. But I want to ask you, which young court will take the next step first? Obviously, you got the Tatum Jalen Brown situation. There's been some talk that yeah. they, they they can't work. But yeah. They're both putting up numbers. Tatum averaging twenty six and eight. Brown averaging twenty four six. Okay, Joe, that's just cool. And you got LaMelo Miles Bridges. It seemed like they got something else going in Charlotte. Like, I'm going to go back to my sense of joy thing. They got a sense of joy going on in Charlotte. LaMelo coming in with the Deion Sanders type swag, you know, Lamboed up, you know what I mean, with the shades and the ice and the grill and the whole shit. I don't see that with the Celtics. I just see... I see like a 2K team where, you know what I mean, you get yours and I get mine and you get yours and I get mine and then everybody else finds something in between, but they're not doing nothing. It's been three, four years now with this experiment. It seems like it is, it's been what it is. We're seeing what it's going to be. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to take a backseat. They're two alphas. They don't really have a point guard out there that can, you know, vibe off them. So I'm going to go with Charlotte's. I'm going to go with MJ, you know what I mean, in the front office. I'm going to go with Charlotte's young court. Miles Bridges, you know what I mean, playing himself into a bag. So, yeah, I got to stick with Charlotte. What about you? Uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely rolling. I think LaMelo is going to be generational. Yep. And, and just all the criticism that he got, obviously didn't have the traditional road, the college and everything like that, but playing out in Lithuania in the freezing mm-hmm. cold, playing in Australia, New Zealand, you know, in, in the NBL and all that good stuff, I think just hardened him. And I just love seeing that dude play. I remember watching him and Lonzo and Jello in high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this kid skipped a grade. They're playing on the number one team in the country. I don't think that's talked about 
enough he and was, was getting buckets. Straight buckets. You know, on to later on in his career, pointing at the fucking half-court line, pulling yep. up to start games. So he has that swag and confidence, but loves making the right play. And it's yeah. just guy who's really, you know, he can get buckets when he needs to, but understands just the flow of the game and loves dish, dishing and distributing the ball. To piggyback what you said, I think he has a, kid, a chance to be these this latest generation Michael Jordan, Kobe type because he played in the social media basketball. Yeah. He knows what it means to drop somebody, you know what I mean, and make the shot. A lot of He's just been in so many high-pressure situations and in front of the camera. I feel like he has a chance to be, you know, this generations, you know, Kobe or, you know what I mean, any any type of big name player we thought of. For sure. Yep. All right, now let's move to On the Radar, presented by DraftKings. So we got the Sixers at Mavs Friday. MB, yes, Luka coming back from injury, but both those guys are, are making some noise in the MVP race. MB is the favorite right now, plus mm -hmm. 200. Mm -hmm. When you look at the Sixers-Mavs matchup Friday, who, who you got rolling? Who you rolling with in that? I mean, I've been watching a couple of Mavs games, not as much as I would like to, but it seems like they're a mystery. You know what I mean? You always Luca's gonna dominate. You know what I mean? They're gonna, you know, crawl in the game, see if they're somewhere near uh, in the fourth quarter. But to me, um, I just think that what, what's going on in Philadelphia right now, I think they're really locked in, considering what the you know the Ben Simmons saga. And once you got a big dude rolling like that, you know what I mean? It's just hard to. It's just hard to get out, get out of the way, you know what I mean? He's playing on the perimeter. For uh, all the talk of big guys disappearing out of the NBA and this being the generation of guards, I see Jokic, I see Embiid, I see ADs, you know what I'm saying? I see a lot of the big guys, you know what I mean, holding down franchises, you know what I mean, and, and uh, changing the game. So I like what the Sixers got going in. I'm trusting Doc over J-Kid. For you know, I just I just got to it right now. You know what I mean. So if anybody's to roll with, I think it's the Sixers. Who you got? I mean, I'm looking at Luca, man, and it's it's interesting because you know early on, even early this season, there was the Trey Luca debate, mm -hmm. and even last year, Trey obviously leading the Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm, I rock with Trey too. I'm a big Trey fan, mm -hmm. but Luca kind of getting left to the cold, and I've just got the two two first team All NBA selections. Mm -hmm. People were kind of down on him this year. The Mavs were struggling early mm -hmm. on. He was battling some injuries, but now he's back. He's looking like he's getting into form. Yep. And again, that's just that's just a guy who, who's a game changer. We've seen him do it at the highest level. Obviously, he hasn't won a playoff series yet, but has done big work in the yeah. bubble. You know, I mean, yeah. dropping forty point games, game winners, and just things that you really want to see out of a, a rising superstar. Yeah. So I can never not knock Luca, but I got to give it up for Embiid and the way Doc's got this squad playing. Yeah. Again, they they came in the season without Ben Simmons. Everybody thought they were just going to be a pushover. Embiid mm -hmm. said, "Fuck that! I'm going to show y'all what's really real." What's really? And you know, you're dealing with Sixers fans. Sixers fans don't play that shit. So nah, they don't play that shit at all. They'll bully you. They'll places to uh, play in the league. You know, as a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even your home, you would get bullied by the, by your own home squad. Yeah. So yeah, but he seemed to been able to to manage that and absorb that and continue. He's built for Philly. His yeah, attitude sure. is built for Philly. You know what I mean? So they got him on an Embiid, and I think if he just continues to stay healthy, that's straight. And, you know, the MVP race is continuing to shift. Yep. Started out early. Steph seemed like the clear-cut favorite. He's yes, kind of he cooled did. off a little bit after yeah. breaking that three-point record. Yeah. And that's just what it is. You know, now we got people talking about, is he regressed this, that? I'm never one to doubt Steph. No, I'm not doing that. Clay coming back. Dre's been out. That's going to be an issue. Yeah. I think they gave him enough padding up front just busting everybody's ass to start the season. Well, now they can chill Hell a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Not cruise control, but, you know, wait for guys to get back. Still haven't seen Wiseman play this season. Right. So the MVP race continues to shift. Mm -hmm. We got MB leading the charge. He's 2-1 to one according to DraftKings. Mm -hmm. Had a monster January, 34-11-5. Sixers went 11-3 in that period. Joker's 3-1. to one. Also had a solid January, 27-13-9. But the Nuggets are six in the West right now. Not really Nugget-like. You know, they're generally going to give you that top three, four spot. Mm-hmm. 
Curry's four to one. His January struggled a little bit. Twenty-one, six, and seven. Thirty-six uh, percent from the field. Thirty-one percent from three in January. That's that's yeah. not very Steph-like. Nah, not Steph-like at all. But I blame us for 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 the Steph not being Steph-like because we were sweating him for uh, to break that three-point record. You know what I mean? He was out there uh, jacking up all them threes, kind of doing things unsteph like so we can, you know, feel gratified uh, uh, in our fandom. But yeah, it's been a hell of an MVP. Uh, race and shift this year. Like I said, the bigs are representing. Curry's doing a good job for a Warriors team. You mentioned it before, getting out ahead so that they can at least figure out some lineups, get some people ha uh, get some people ha uh, healthy, excuse me. But, I mean, just the year, the, uh, the fact that they're 11-3 in January just tells, you know, if they, we said the NBA is, you know, we're placing an emphasis on winning, you know what I yeah. mean? And the Sixers are trying to, you know, they can, they can do some things in the East. The fact that he's having that month and they're winning – and those 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 numbers don't go to waste. It just proves to me why he should he should be the be leading the MVP race from here on out. I feel like because you said the Nuggets aren't doing Nuggets things. They need Jamal Murray like a mug. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, we do still haven't seen Wiseman. So Steph Steph still needs some complimentary pieces. So he does to run himself into the ground. So it's, it's going to just be a, a a monster MVP race going down. And I think it will end up being the most memorable one in in, in MVP history. And just rounding out, we got Giannis at three and a half to one, mm -hmm. John Moran at twelve to one currently. Yeah. Devin Booker twenty to one, Luca thirty to one right now. CP three also thirty to one. I feel like Ja, Ja, honestly, if the if the Grizzlies can keep this up and, and play this back half of the season, he can make some noise. The thing I think that's hurting Ja is that the squad has been performing well even when he was out. I think they're like eleven and two yeah. in games that he hasn't played. Yep. So what you're seeing is this squad. I mean, obviously he's a difference maker, franchise player, but mm -hmm. the Grizzlies are still out there putting in work and putting yeah. up dubs. So it's going it's going to hurt his 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 MVP. You know, resume just a tad, but yeah, not enough, man. Not enough. It's, yeah, it's, gotta it's, give, you got to keep him in that mix. Yeah, he after coming back from injury and turning up his play when he's, you know, being considered for things like the All-Star game, and they're continuing to surge. They haven't, you know, taken a, a cliff dive since he's returned to the lineup. They've only continued to do what they the, they have been all year. So you got to have, you know, this is going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a real interesting one. And that was On the Radar presented by DraftKings. And for all you Madden Stat fans that are looking for your fix, they will be back Thursday with another episode of All the Smoke featuring Charles Oakley. And we got a little clip from that to show y'all. With the book coming out, what do you expect people to get from it? And do you expect them to see a different side of you? Um, it definitely always some they don't know about you. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot of that in the book. But I'm talking about basketball in a way that a lot of people say they wish basketball we played today. Mm -hmm. Hold guys accountable. Um, know what you're doing on the court, um, you know, game situation. And, and I think that in the game today, you watch basketball, it's just everybody like, ah, ah, ah. And that's why you see so much bad talent on the floor. And it may be a reason why the Lakers is struggling mm -hmm. because it seems like to me they don't, nobody knows their identity but LeBron. And uh, that's the head coach, you know, for, that's what you foretell a guy first thing, training camp. Yep. You, you, know, you do this, you do this. That's why it's a role, right. time of possession. Guys play 30 minutes together. See. Efficiencies. But it's a lot of sloppy basketball now. And I, I agree with you. The coach should <laughs> nip that in the bud from the jump. With this book, uh, a lot of people don't know during the George Floyd situation, you came down and supported me. Yes. I'm talking about majorly supported me. Uh, you fed, you cooked for us every day. And uh, you talk about a lot of this stuff in the book yes. with you being there. Talk about it a little bit, let the people know, you know, that you was with me the whole experience and the time we had down there. 
experience what happened to George Floyd happened to me when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I got stories in the book like I was coming home from school. Most of the time I had to catch two buses. And one time I was, caught, and I was catching two buses. It was getting dark. And one bus was coming late. So I tried to walk home, you know, instead of waiting in the bus stop. And I was walking home. Police grabbed me, slammed me, talking about what the drugs said. I had a backpack. Like, what the drugs? Threw me in the car and rolled me around for five hours. Mm. Then nobody knew. I was 16. Nobody knew where I was at. But when the George Floyd thing happened and the way it happened, it just, it's just, it shocked, you know, shocked so many people and everybody tried to come together because, you know, seeing that happen, the guy got his knee on this guy. Mm-hmm. He told him, I can't breathe and you still stand on top of him. I mean, it's, they made everybody want to be family, bring, you know, let's stop this madness because mm-hmm. seeing that and this guy just act like, you know, want to smoke a cigarette and you want to pass with his day. <laughs> he like, I got all day to do this. So it was embarrassing. But to come to his rescue, I mean, everybody came to his rescue. But when you called me, like, oh, I'm there, Big Brother Will. Um, it was just sad to see that. And um, what he threw, his family, you know, I got to be more of the family because, mm-hmm. you know, like family came around, there's some families should come together. Mm-hmm. And uh, they came together in a good way. And uh, being in Minnesota, being in Houston and coming to the rides, you know, and just seeing everybody just, we for George, we for George. Mm-hmm. And that's just put some on my chest. WNBA free agency is underway, and you know we had to bring in the voice of the WNBA. Some will call her Woj. I'm going to call Woj Christina because she's killing this WNBA game. She's the founder of Girls Talk Sports TV, WNBA insider, and Forbes 30 under 30 honoree. We got Christina Williams in the building. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's been a crazy morning. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, most definitely. So obviously, you know, free agency is kicked off. You were recently in Vegas for Athletes Unlimited. What can you tell us about the event? Athletes Unlimited is a new women's pro sports league, and it's running for five weeks out in Vegas. Uh, started its inaugural season this past week, and it's a great league to complement the WNBA. You have great talent out in Vegas playing right now. You have WNBA champions and Natasha Cloud, Lexi Brown. Um, was participating, WNBA All-Stars and Courtney Williams also participating in this league. And so it's really given WNBA players or hopefuls, you know, second chances to get back into the league or like it's a good way for them to stay um, stateside instead of going overseas after the season. And so it's a new thing and it's just popped off last week, but it's great for women's basketball. You've become the go-to voice for all things in WNBA news. What's it been like climbing that ladder and becoming a WNBA insider? Um, it's been it's been a journey climbing the ladder into becoming a WNBA insider. I mean, I'm a black woman. Let's start there, but also um, I'm independent from major corporations. So the climb to the top hasn't been easy. But you know, a lot of the players and people in the league respect my grind and what I've been able to offer this league in terms of women's basketball media coverage. So much so that I made Forbes 30 under 30 in 2021 but yeah it's been a lot of fun to be able to provide equitable media coverage for women in sports and also like just do my own thing and show people that anything is possible um when you just grind out and are consistent and so yeah it's been fun it's been fun i heard that say that last part again what was that last part anything is possible when what (laughs) anything is possible when you work hard and you're consistent with your work but also bet on yourself because I've bet it on myself, and it's been going great ever since. Amen. Now, Christine, I'm not going to ask you where you get your sources from, but I will say I see you breaking news, and then I'll see other publications further down the road 
try to break that same news without giving your love. And I think you're always super respectful and polite about how you going to move. Never get rude, but just, hey, by the way, I did break this about two, three days ago kind of deal. So what's it like, you know, the internet is a, is a tough place, like the wild, wild west, but you got great sources, you know, breaking news, breaking info. And do you feel like there's been a shift in terms of making sure that you get the credit that you deserve when you're breaking these stories? Oh, absolutely. It's definitely been a shift. I mean, I've been making noise, so people are going to have to respect it eventually. Um, but yeah, like, you know, my sources are my sources. You know, I'm always a journalist first. I went to school for journalism. Yeah, and so yeah. what I'm doing now is just marrying my two passions of storytelling and and journal and journalism and loving the game of basketball. And so, you know, first, at first, when I first was coming up, you know, people would try to you know, take the information and pretend like they broke it first. But now the fans know who I am. Uh, I've been able to create my own community within the women's basketball space. So if I'm not out there saying, hey, give me my credit, the fans, WNBA fans are so loyal that I don't even have to talk anymore. They will do it for me. So so it's That's been great um, being able to be that go-to source for all things WNBA news. Now that the, even the major, major corporations are able to come to me and cite me on on in their articles or on their tv programs about breaking the news first i mean shout out to chris haynes i mean the other day i broke some news and we'll get into that later but you know he went back and said hey christina was the first reporter so just getting respect from ogs like him it means everything it kind of puts a stamp on you know what i'm doing now chris haynes is a real one and i think the one thing we've seen in just in the women's basketball space is that bullying works you know in years past the WNBA wasn't getting the love that it deserved People started applying that pressure, and now we've got WNBA free agency special and all types of great things going on. So what's it like to you to see women's basketball getting the long overdue attention that it deserves? I mean, this is a great start, but there's so it's such a long way to go in terms of coverage and the variety of coverage and the players that are being covered as well. Um, but, you know, it's a start, and I'm happy to see that, you know, people are starting to invest in women's sports, not only through, through like, Blank, blank statements on Twitter, but also just actively investing by putting it on TV. You know, it's all about giving these women the opportunity in the first place. So it's a great start, but there's still a long way to go. Well, look, we brought you here. Free agency just kicked off. It's time to get into the nitty gritty of what's going down. So give us some of the biggest storylines to look out for as free agency kicks off. What's burning in the WNBA? Let us know. I mean, I have all the tea of what's burning. Yes, yes. Um, so some of the storylines to follow, obviously, Liz Cambridge is one of the biggest uh, unrestricted free agents on the market. And she actually fired her agent one week before negotiations started on January 15th. And so all eyes on, are on where Liz will end up. My biggest bold prediction about where she will eventually end up Maybe the Los Angeles Sparks. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's a big personality. She she'll fit she'll fit the LA lifestyle. Absolutely, she yeah. she fits she fits LA. Um, yep. You know, she needs to be in a big market, I think. And but in order for that to happen, because the Sparks will have some cap issues, they would have to move some contracts, offload some players in order to get a player like Liz, who is owed the super max. And so that's one of my bold predictions about what will happen either today or in the coming weeks. Uh, also, all eyes are on Chicago Sky. Uh, finals MVP Kalia Copper is expected to sign today uh, on a multi-year deal with the Chicago Sky. Mm -hmm. And so when that happens, right, it puts it into question whether or not Candace Parker will return. And I think that she will because the Chicago Sky have all, has also acquired 
other free agents in 2019 finals MVP, Emma Miesemann, who's from Belgium. She missed last season in the WNBA due to um, commitments to her national team, but the Chicago Sky is expected to sign her later today um, to their franchise as well. And so, you know, they are really filling out the core of their team and possibly will have a chance to run it back and get another championship. Stephanie Dolson, who was on that championship team last year, she's signing with the New York Liberty. And so uh, James Wade, the Chicago Sky head coach and GM, he's really trying to, you know, keep that championship momentum going into the 2022 season and um, trying to fill out some roster spots as well. Um, lots of moves, though. Lots of moves, though. Lots of big moves. Uh, Andrew uh, McCautry, another big name free agent. Shout uh, is out, Andrew. To sign to yeah. the Minnesota Lynx. And okay, this okay. is going to happen uh, because Nafisa Collier, who was a former Rookie of the Year and UConn player, she's pregnant right now. And so if that happened, when Angel resigns, we could expect the Minnesota Lynx to suspend Collier's contract and them to also sign a few more players. Um, I'm told that the Lynx are also interested in free agent Odyssey Sims who's playing in Athletes Unlimited right now. And she was a former Minnesota Lynx as well uh, and played for the Atlanta Dream last season. So all eyes are on what Cheryl Reeve is going to do in Minnesota. Sylvia Fowles, another Minnesota Lynx legend, is expected to return to the franchise for a 15th season, coming off mm-hmm. of Defensive Player of the Year mm-hmm. um, in a really great 2021 season. So uh, Cheryl Reeve, she has a lot to do in terms of, you know, keeping her roster intact and also, you know, creating that championship kind of roster at the links that we're used to. It's very exciting, very exciting moves happening today. Christina, I just want to uh, take my uh, hat off to you because all of everything that you said was fascinating, low-key. I haven't heard the women's game spoke of so quite in-depth in as far as player movement and even speaking to things as so far as uh, a player might be missing time because they might be pregnant. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's a that's a that's an issue for in the women's league that I think that you know what I mean is dope that you're even highlighting the issues on why why there is certain player yeah. movement or you know players might go this and that. So I want to commend you because uh, although I've been following the WNBA, that was like a master class in thirty or forty seconds. <laughs> yeah that I don't think that I'm very happy that you're on the show so people can understand where exactly the women's game is right now as far as player movement, as far as people like you who can break news and tell you where and why these players are a good fit because it sounds like you've been following and doing your due diligence for a long time now. So hats off to you from the WB and Showtime team for sure. Thank you. And then speaking of player movement, um, also you mentioned, I mentioned the pregnancy thing with, uh, Nafisa Collier, you have players coming back from just having, um, right. you know, just having kids. Uh, and Cheyenne Parker, who is the only player on the Atlanta Dream with a protected veteran contract coming into this season. So Atlanta, they have a lot of money to sign players. Um, Cheyenne's contract is guaranteed. So all eyes on her. She mm. just recently had her baby last month. And so we're trying to see if she's going to be back into game shape to play come May. And then you have Kiki uh, Herbert, who's on the Seattle Storm, who's also playing at Athletes Unlimited. Her, she just had a baby three months ago, and she's already back on, on the floor. 
um, shout playing. Out, shout out, out women, man. <laughs> shout out ladies, man. It's hard enough yeah, just you know? to get in shape during the season. You kind of you know, just having a child and be the mother, mother unit uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in a situation. That's just shout out for the, to, to the ladies. That's a huge sacrifice at the end of the day, putting your body up against it, you know, making that dedication to your team over your family. So my hat's off to the ladies for that one, for sure. And Christine, I just want to ask you really quickly, you know, what franchise can alter their future this offseason? Obviously, you said the Chicago Sky looking to, to, to come back and get that, you know, defend their championship. But what other squads out there are looking to make some noise and looking to try and get there to be hoisting that trophy this season? Well, the Atlanta Dream had a very, very difficult season last year. And so they are the team to watch with the most money. Now, I did mention Cheyenne Parker. Uh, she's the only one with a protected veteran contract on that team. And so they really have the opportunity now to either trade and absorb some Supermax contracts from other teams or acquired teams today later with some signings. Um, Atlanta's been very, very quiet. We know that uh, DM, D, uh, GM, sorry, GM Dan Padover, he wants to bring back Kennedy Carter and Gary McDonald and build the team around the young core. But all eyes should be on Atlanta because they do have the most money when we talk about cap and salary. One thing that's very interesting with the WNBA CBA is that it's going to be hard to sign a lot of veteran role players in, in free agency because of the new CBA. Um, I spoke to a few GMs who have said, you know, their priority right now is to retain their starters and star talent. And then once that money is taken up, you know, they don't really have cap space to sign uh, veteran role players. And so when that happens, you have sometimes, you know, players like Asia Wilson, former MVP, who's due for a max contract and coming out of her rookie deal with $70,000 She's supposed to be getting paid upwards of $200,000. She may have to take a pay cut so that the Aces can then sign some more talent um, to help her. And so mm-hmm. you'll have things like that that's happening with the new CBA that makes it difficult for teams to keep a 12-woman roster. They may have to go with 11 all season due to simply cap issues. And so Atlanta is the team with the most money, and they are the team to watch. As well. Renee Montgomery, she need to break some bread. Okay, we need to hear Renee tell her, tell her <laughs> dip in their pocket. I've seen bread. her doing too much work. I know she got some deep pockets. Renee yeah. really go out there and start <laughs> laying new rain. Right, and we do know that Atlanta, for one, they are not bringing back Courtney Williams or Crystal Bradford. Crystal is expected to sign a one-year deal with the Chicago Sky today, and Courtney mm. Williams is expected to sign with the Connecticut Sun. She will be returning back to the Sun after helping lead them to the WNBA Finals in 2019. The Sun really was lacking, you know, a good guard who could, you know, create her own shots and score off the ball as well. So Courtney Williams will bring that back. And they really have their core team from the 2019 Finals trip and bringing back a Courtney Williams type of player. And so that should be exciting. I know Connecticut fans are happy to have her back as well. Well, shoot, Christina, we appreciate you pulling up and giving us all the latest and lowdown and again, you can follow her at Girls Talk Sports TV in addition to her handle at Christina on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much for pulling up and, you know, keep breaking news and keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. Con- continued success. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Movies and hoop, basketball cinema, and I just so happen to have basketball cinema's royalty King Josiah Johnson with by me here. By association. By association, but you're still guilty, brother. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> let's talk about some of the iconic basketball movies uh, script, scripted, you know what I mean, of all time. Obviously, Pops was Raymond and White Men Can't Jump, yeah. one of my favorite top fives. Before we get into some of our most interesting characters, what famous basketball movies come to mind when you think of hoops and basketball, starting with White Man Can't Jump? So when you talk about White Man Can't Jump, I know a lot of you guys are watching what's burning right now. You're looking at me like, who the fuck is this dude? Well, I'm Josiah Johnson. I dominate Twitter. You probably know that. My dad is Marcus Johnson. Played Raymond in White Man Can't Jump. He's the guy who robbed the liquor store. Boom. So one of the things I remember about that is uh, it was probably like 91, 92-ish. And I was going to all the rehearsal practice and all that type of shit going on. And Wesley Snipes was easily one of the worst basketball players. That's what I heard. And it became a thing where they'd be doing drills and shit, and nobody wanted to do drills with Wesley. So they'd have these drills going on. And yeah. Wesley, and every time Wesley would get to the front, guys would kind of step back or, you know, start holding a hammy or whatever. Wesley called Winnivan. He was like, man, fuck y'all. I know what y'all doing. Yeah. But, so shout out to, to Ron Shelton and uh, the, the editing and, and cinematography on that for making it give the appearance. Because anytime you saw those cutaways where he's hitting yeah. the, the shit between the legs the or whatever. The, the round the back layups, yeah. That was supreme level editing, but that's probably my favorite movie of all time. How about yourself? I, you stole mine. Uh, if it's not that, it's above the rim. Okay. You know what I mean? For obvious reasons. Tupac, you know what I mean? The whole story. Uh, Motov, you know what I mean? If a lot of my favorite actors were in that movie, but White Camp, White Man Camp Junk was uh, always one of my favorites for, for even before I knew, you know, uh, you guys and Pops. But uh, that's funny to know Wesley is the ultimate karate man, but he can't hoop. That's, a, that's an interesting bag. You figure. Bruise on the inside. Yeah, 
said he got the black belt in jujitsu, but he can't master the layup line. That's a cold game, but you can't have everything in life. Yeah, for sure. Like, well, know. it's like when we used to see football players at UCLA come in and try to, you know, the Freddie Mitchells of the world. Yeah. Or, you know, guys try to land and couldn't and try he, to get he, jumpers up and just look god awful. But it happens. Just, that's the game. It happens. We don't go out there on the football field and try exactly. to get that shit. So, but we, yeah, but we, we have we, that head dive, you know. But you know, it's, it's, it's boring. So we're coming up, oh shit, we're coming up on the 30th anniversary of White Man Can't Jump. That's that. Okay, well, besides Pops, give me one of your favorite scenes out of that film. I mean, shit, I think the, uh, you know, you shooting for the Sudan when he, when he has to make the half-court yeah, shot yeah, yeah, to, to yeah. get uh, his boo on the Jeopardy. And, yep. and Billy Hoyle's probably one of the greatest simps in basketball movie history. Did anything for Facts. his boo. Uh, his boo stuck with him through the Stookie brothers and all that type she of situation. And honestly, brother. you know, Stookies are on the hunt. I'm not gonna go to LA. I'm gonna go somewhere random. I'm gonna go to the Bay. I'm gonna yeah. go somewhere where they're not really gonna be looking for me, but yeah. you know, the game is the game. The game is the game. One of my favorite scenes is uh, when he was in the zone. I'm in a zone, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm in a fucking zone. You know what I mean? I, I, I just love that part from Woody. He killed that whole aspect, the Billy Ho thing, give him the chunk. You know what I mean? So many scenes from that movie, comedic timing, you know, and just mixed with good storytelling at the yeah. end of the day, because that's how we fade on the West Coast. You know yeah. what I mean? You go out to the park at the beach. But the thing is, we look at that as a basketball movie. It's really a rom-com. And shout out to Ron Sheldon who did both yeah. You know, you don't watch it as a rom-com, though. We just enjoy all the basketball scenes and the L.A. street life, whatever. Yeah. But we know damn well Billy Hoyle's white ass was showing up in Watson, these other spots. He's getting yeah. pressed. He's getting robbed, jumped, you know, before he can get to the court. Ultimate press. He would definitely came out them David Robinsons he was playing. Exactly. Yeah. We need those. So if you had a f- starting draft, a starting five of fictional basketball characters, King Josiah, who you going with? So I'm going to surprise some people because I'm going to really dig deep into the stash here. And first and foremost, I'm going to go with Ernest P. Worrell, one of the greatest movies ever made, Slam Dunk uh, Ernest, straight to videotape, featuring feature Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the archangel, gives Ernest these great pair of sneakers that give him game. Shout out Sil Cozart, who was in White Man Can't Jump, also in Slam Dunk Ernest. See, Watch cheap. it. You know, the, the Ernest catalog is one of the most phenomenal cheap. things of all time. You know, Ernest versus the Trolls, Ernest yeah. goes to camp. Yeah. Uh, really a big part of my life. Clearly. Uh, Next, I had to go <laughs> Jesus Shuttlesworth, obviously. Okay. You know, as long as his Uncle Bub didn't get in the way. I yeah. think, you know, he would have been some recruiting violations, some janky shit going on. Okay. Pops in prison. Let Pops out of jail to, to, to get this man to sign. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know, he, he's messing with, uh, you know, you know the, hom- the homie's, uh, you know, lady friend that she's putting to work and everything like that. Yeah. But, Tricky. Uh, Trick bag. Who else? Got to go with, with Raymond from White Man Can't Jump because uh, that's my dad. You got to go with Raymond. Trying to stay in the wheel at some point, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully it's a long time down the road, but I need that back. Yeah. Uh, then got to go. <laughs> Stacey Patton from Eddie. Shout out Malik Seeley. Rest in peace to the Ooh. legend. You know, Stacey Patton was a real one. He just needed to learn to play team ball. Eddie kind of got that out of him, so I think he's definitely going to do it. And last but not least, I got to go with Roger Murdoch, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from the Airplane series. Some of y'all watching this, y'all are young. Watch Airplane, but Damn. just the Kareem part, you know. He's out there busting his buns every night, dragging Walton Lanier up the court for 48 minutes. So got to give Kareem his love and respect. But I want to hit you now. You got your, your top five. That's hard to top. Mine was going to be kind of uh, uh, janky after that because I'm going to be – you pick some great cinematic moments. I feel like my shit, my list is going to be a, based <laughs> off a little bit more bullshit. But I'm going to go at the point – I'm going to have to start 
edited Wesley at the point. You know okay. what I mean? Edited Not Wesley. Ed- edited Wesley. It looked you know phenomenal. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do edited Wesley at the point. You know what I mean? Trick bag, you know, dimes. You know, he had the janky jumper that was working on the outside court. You he know busted, what I mean? He busted MJ's ass. MJ told him he should play summer pro league. Yeah, but it might mess up his game. And that's real. You know what I mean? Imagine MJ was like, you should come play that something. Like, play, nah, you told MJ you that shit. going to mess my game up. <laughs> that's some LA shit that LA do might do that. Too. LA dudes are known for capping like yeah. that. That level of cap. <laughs> yeah. You see on the east side mainly, but LA dudes do. do Without that. question. At the two, uh, I might take. I'm gonna take um I'm gonna take Jesus at the two. Yeah, I'm gonna take to. you gotta take Jesus Shuttlesworth at the two. For three, I'm thinking of somebody like um actually I'm not gonna even list my people. I'm definitely taking Penny from Blue Chips. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't forget got, plenty from Blue Chips. Bush McCray and his mom, but you got to deal with the mom baggage too. You got to deal with the mom baggage, she, but I think we're going to be able to put that together. You okay. know what I mean? We got a lot of resources on hand. I, I need two more people. I'm going to go with, uh, ooh, Shep. Oh, Shep. I was thinking about old Shep. You know what I mean? I think about old Shep. Never he take what no we was, old Shep. Um, Shep was good. I got a Shep. Shep is up there, and I feel like I'm missing somebody, man. I'm gonna go with who was Cornbread Earl? Oh, Jamal Wolf, the legend. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go with Cornbread, Cornbread. Earl. I'm gonna throw Silk in there. You know what I mean? And I might even go with uh, who was the homie that died in Cooley High? Oh, Cooley High was low key a basketball before, movie with Cinderella. Time, yeah, though. yeah, before, yeah. Okay. It was might have been before my time too, Joe, because I can't even remember who exactly. was in it. But you know what I mean? Those gonna be my five for for different reasons. I'm, I'm going to throw Antoine Tyler in there, too, from the six-man. Kadeem Hardison. Kadeem Ooh. Hardison stayed getting a basketball bag. He was in White Man Can't Jump, talking about we going to Sizzler. Yeah. Uh, you know, but there was like eight black dudes that were in every basketball movie. They Shout out Nigel. Nigel McGill. I was thinking about Nigel. You Nigel McGill, you said legend. Man, yeah. He, he was flight uh, with Flight and Willie. Yeah. You know, I'm going to the, the seventh, drop you off at the fifth. But yep. Yeah, just a legendary crew. You say, like, dudes, we were really getting bread back then. We need to bring those days back because we could, we could definitely well, use some, some extra Oh, checks. yeah. Well, they need to call us to green light some of these and bring these back, like above the rim and a couple of these features. Joe, you got to, man, you doing big time work now. Call Ava and tell her to put something to pin and let us get us up out of here. They man. got a new Come white on, man can't jump coming out. I need to get that Raymond roll. I know Sharunas Jackson's also vying for it. If he got the part, I wouldn't be hurt. But y'all need to show me some love, y'all. Y'all need me to pull do, up. You need to do something. You need to, it's only right. Have them come in there and be a. a, a, a it's just only right. It's generational. Let them be Raymond. Yeah. Let me be. No, Raymond. Give me, say Raymond. No. Give me a shot too. Let me be somebody, man. And before we forget, shout out Gene Hackman. He just turned ninety-two. Okay. But to to manage all these type of different uh, talents and personalities, what fictional coach are you going to go with? I mean, you got obviously Nick Nolte and Blue Chips you got to rock with. I'm probably going with Samuel L., Coach Carter, locking them out the gym. Ooh. Stop playing. That's a good car. You know. That was a great car. T.O. Keep Cruz, the kids off the street. The original Splash Brother. You know. Yeah. Everybody says Steph changed the game, but everybody knows T.O. was out there really long-range pulling from deep, way back yonder. But, again, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at you that. Nick Nolte, I got to roll with Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte decided to do everything he can do to keep the team and the, and the, and the franchise together. He was great. had some great scenes as a coach. But the, what's, the, what's the homie's name from Glory Road? Oh, shit. I don't even know. That's uh, a real dude. Uh, the, the act, he does a good job. Whatever the actor was named, I was on Glory. Josh Lucas, Glory Road. He's got some, he's got some decent scenes. But shout out Josh Lucas on Glory Road. He was, a, he was a monster as a coach. He clearly did his homework. So uh, that's a big part of the, uh, of the movie of the game. You got to get the coaching aspect right when you cast. 
and I feel like those were some of the better ones. Now, look, this is what's burning basketball show, but we had Championship Sunday yeah, this man. past weekend. We did. I know you salty and you're super feeling. salty. Guy. I mean, you know, Raiders. Jimmy. I wanted everybody to lose just to be real, but we had the Rams over the 49ers. Jimmy G. Jimmy. True to form. Shout out Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes caught a lot of flack this week from some former quarterbacks in the game for predicting what was going to happen. Hit him with the duck face meme. Gotta love it. Rams yeah. were down 10 in third quarter, came back to win. We'll host a Super Bowl. We're not, you know, they're not leaving SoFi. No, they're it's not. It's still going to be a road game for them, just like it was when the Niners came Yeah, that town. was trifling, too. That was bad. That's, you know what I mean? I don't know how L.A. let that happen. But you got to think that all of Compton are 49ers fans. Yeah, for sure. For reasons that if you don't know, I'm not about to sit here and explain you're, you know. to your ass. Okay. Okay. And that's, so, and that's what you have to understand about team affiliations You understand here. about this thing of ours. You <laughs> we don't know, like you your just, color scheme, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> Period. But, uh, man, no, that shit hurt. I ain't going to lie. You know what I mean? I, no, I thought we was going. I kept texting everybody, we going, we going. And then he dropped the interception, man, and then it don't look like we ain't going, y'all. We ain't going. And shout out to, to Joe Shiesty and the Bengals. Yeah. 21-3, going into half, Andy Reid, Eric you know, So Eric Bieniemy, he'll get the blame if the play don't work. But if it did, it would be like, oh, Andy Reid called it. Yeah. But Andy Reid called that play to end the, the, the second quarter. Uh, they got held up, didn't get any points on the board. Joe Shikes and them come back to win in overtime. I didn't see anybody bitching about overtime rules this week, conveniently. Yeah, them shits are old and dated. That's an antiquated model. They didn't even stop that shit. I'm getting tired of that because, you know, luckily, like, some of the talent doesn't get you. I don't get a chance to match you because you score a touchdown because you run a coin tip. It just seems a little dated, man. That's what. So we got Burrow versus Stafford. Stafford, yep. obviously, the L.A. guy. Burrow, uh, honorary light-skinned just for everything he's been Yes, he do. is. So I want to know. If they both go to Roscoe's during Super Bowl week, who's less likely to get pressed? Burrow. Yeah, for sure. No, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, Burrow. yeah. Burrow going to buy an incense, a, a painting, <laughs> a, a T-shirt, <laughs> a to-go play. You know, he definitely going to get the Obama I'm special. I was going to say, you got to get the Obama. <laughs> he going to get the Obama special to go. He going to buy the DVD. You know yeah. what I mean? I, it's definitely going to be Joe Burrow. Like, Joe Burrow will buy a Soul Plane DVD just on the strength. Off the top. To support the community. And Off top. You know, ask you if you, got, if you got the sequel. Even though the sequel ain't, may not even, even not exist, Joe Burrow just seemed like that guy coming in in the body and shades with the whole shit, the cigar thing. Seems like he's just a guy that the, you know, that the brothers can rally around. Super Bowl 56, Bengals and Rams. Rams are actually the away team yeah. for this Super Bowl because I think AFC hasn't Weird. my limited football knowledge. Yeah. Who do you got winning this game? Damn. And I don't like playing these type of games because I'm salty. And when you beat my team, you know, I hope your ass lose. So, you know, I ain't going to front. But – Oh, no, man, it seemed like Joe Burrow got – them boys got something going on, you know what I mean? I like the defense. They got a good running back. The receiver chase is obviously nice. I'm going to go for Burrow in the upset. I think Sean McVay is going to do something silly during the game like he almost did against the 49ers. I feel like he starts – he gets pressed, and then he starts overthinking his genius shit, and then he starts doing shit that's not called for. I think Zach Taylor is going to have a good job of having this young, hungry group ready to play behind Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's a monster. He got sacked nine, ten times a game. They did a good job of keeping him upright the last game. I think he only got sacked once. I think if they can do that, then keep him up. 
He's a baller, man. He's going to be there at the end. You can obviously come back from a deficit. So I'm going to go with the Bengals in the upset. And it is on partly because some salty shit because they put some 49ers. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, when you look at Sean McVay, everybody calls him a genius. But, yeah, you're a genius when you got the Avengers on your squad. You, you got, feel me? I'm saying you got OBJ, yeah. Jalen Ramsey, a bunch of hitters. Yep. I'm a big Jalen Ramsey fan, so I got to roll with the Rams and it's local. Yeah. Really, I'm just trying to see the Pepsi halftime show with Dre and Snoop and that whole crew. That's what it's about. But I'm getting excited for it. But I know Super Bowl halftime shows are traditionally a hot pack of ass. They're never enjoyable, yeah. never playing the hits, True. not playing the songs I want to hear. You True. know, I need some F words and a bunch of cussing and, you know, Nate Dogg not going to be there. Explosive would be nice. If, you Explosive. Know. Yeah, they're not going to be able to give it. They need a Nate, Dan, a Nate Dogg hologram. If you give it's me the LA, yes, yeah, LA. Smoke weed every, every day. In the hologram, oh, the city the city weed is going to be on fire. It's legal in LA. Let's Come do on, it. man. Now it's we can smoke it recreationally. If you so put fire to it, it just produces a certain effect. Last thing I want to hit you on in NFL news, Tom Brady pulled the ultimate pump fake. Yeah. Had Adam Schefter, who, you know, I used to work with Adam at NFL Network, stand-up yep. dude. He doesn't report news unless he's convinced of it. I've seen He's like man. the feds. I've seen him, but I've seen him sit on, like, yeah. info, just like, yo, I can't report it yet till it's, till it's, it's good. It's not ready, yeah. So it feels like Brady's camp gave him the little pump fake. Yeah. He reported that Brady's retiring. Brady's agent said, not so fast. Yeah. So people, it started this debate, you know, GOAT versus GOAT, Brady versus Jordan. Mm -hmm. Who is the better GOAT in your mind? Damn, Joe. You know, I'm, I like Thomas. What's burning, homie? Yeah, yeah. That's definitely sizzling on him. I like Thomason and everything, but I mean, the the goat. Nobody started talking about the goat until Michael Jordan started coming around. Okay. To you know, six for six. You know, MVPs. Tom Brady doesn't play defense. You know what I mean? That's He's the played, thing. Yeah, that's he played one position. Like we said earlier, at a high level for a very long time, still did a lot of shit. Nobody has at that position. But for me, we're talking about finals appearances, MVP being a transcendent talent, uh, playing offense, being respected as an offensive and defensive person. So that GOAT debate to me is sold up with, you know, MJ for, you know, until, until notified elsewise. I'll leave it like this. At points in MJ's career, and y'all know I'm a LeBron guy, LeBron's the ultimate GOAT. Yep. We won't get into that at this particular juncture. But MJ was the best offensive and defensive player at points mm -hmm. in his career. Tom Brady only playing half the game. Don't have to play. Now, if Brady was out there playing quarterback and lining up a DB or safety or some shit yeah, like that, giving you with the Ronnie Lott, chop the finger off, I'm going to go ahead and keep going. Yeah. Maybe. Like but a Dion. Maybe. Like you know, Dion, Dion yeah. both ways. Yeah. I'm literally picking it and catching touchdowns on yeah. that ass. Yeah. And I got a baseball game I got to get to, so get the chopper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But tons of respect for Brady. Seven Super Bowl wins. And if he does call it quits and this is it, man, you got to just show him the ultimate amount of respect. But he's not on Jordan's level from a GOAT standpoint. Let me ask you a question. Does he have the right to pump fake? Yeah. Oh, and he could say he could pump fake all the way through the start of the season. The, didn't Brett Favre do this yeah. to us for like numerous all the times. way up? Numerous times. I'm so, squads. I'm going to the rivals. I'm going to the Jets. Yeah, Shit, I'm, I'm just lingering. Here. I don't want to do no training camp. I'm going to be up against it at the last minute. So I think Tom Brady has earned his right to pump fake. And I hope he... I don't know, man. We look, we might be looking for a quarterback, Thomason. If you want to come back to the crib, you know what I mean? We can put you. We ain't got to practice to do none of that shit. You know what I mean? You can come and get your CBD together. Well, we got, we thought A-Rod, but A-Rod's not really fucking with that vac, so he can only really come through as a role you player. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, he got to be on that Kyrie. He could play on the road, but he can't play at home. You know, <laughs> they might, they might do it. <laughs> let Trey Lance play home games. Let Aaron yeah, Rodgers play road yeah. games. And I think that's good for Trey. That's a good for somebody to sit behind, you know, Trey Lance, maybe a couple more years. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo was the right person to learn from because yeah. Jimmy's ghetto. 
you know, at the end of the day. Jimmy will just <laughs> he got do Negro He does. He just does shit because he wants to yeah. sometimes. You know what I mean? And it end up biting us in our ass, but sometimes it's work. Like ghetto shit does. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But you know what I mean? Uh, Brady has the right to fun fake, and I'm excited for his future. So we got some closing thoughts. NBA trade deadline is next week. Yeah. You know, hoping to see some moving and shaking. If you're a Los Angeles Lakers fan, you're hoping that Rob Palenka is working the phones right All now, right. not getting sent to voicemail. Yep. Another squad who's looking to make some moves, the Knicks. The Knicks brought in Cam Reddish. Uh, reports coming out of New York is that Cam will be chilling on the bench. They don't want to bring him in the rotation. That's a Thibs deal. I'll let you Knicks fans worry about that. Yeah. But they got, you know, Fournier, Kemba, Burks are all available. Yeah. Do you see any moves happening in New York? Who wants them? No. I don't, you know what I mean? No, no disrespect, you know what I mean? I know people get paid a lot more money to do analytics and run things than, you know, former players. But as a as a fan, and I'm thinking I have some knowledge of the league, I think the Knicks are in a peculiar situation where those assets that they acquired and spent bread on, like them assets done depreciated, you yeah. know, pulled it off the lot. You know what I mean? You don't gave the the, the 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 you pulled it off the lot and the depreciation happened like right away. Julius Randle's going through all type of shit out of there. They probably gonna have to consider making him available. So I don't just don't know what the Knicks can do with those pieces because I'm not taking on Fournier's contract to do what he been doing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that somebody got a system where he fits in. I mean, what are your thoughts on it? If I'm the Knicks, I'm looking for good flight deals to Cancun, getting getting the hotel re- reserved in advance. Yeah. I mean, I think Julius Randle's coming off that great year, got the bag. Don't really know what's going on with him, mm-hmm. you know, from a mental standpoint. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yo, I can see anything happen in New York, but I don't yeah. really think it's going to help. They've kind of, you know, they had their run, Bing Bong and all that shit. Ever since Bing Bong started... It went from bing bong to ping pong. Like I'm just gonna be real. Hey, but that shit that gets you that bing bong shit. That shit is 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 flighty. That's that's not gonna. <laughs> it's not. It's not gonna stay with you. That's the thing that's here today and gone tomorrow. That's you gotta stop that bing bong shit. We had the Kings were in the Ben Simmons sweepstakes. Yeah. Maury was asking for too much. Yeah. So you know when the Kings were like, "Nah, we cool, Playboy." Like that's because you know they tried to put together a package. Probably you yeah, know they for sure. yeah they know they can't come in into the negotiations bullshit. So yeah, Maury. He playing hardball, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Motherfucker's like name is Maury. He said, give me some more. Yeah. I need Maury. He's saying, let me see it. You know what I mean? Ben losing a lot of bread, you know what I mean? While, you know, the Bugatti, well, the Bugatti payments is 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 adding up. I think he knows that, too. So using that to his advantage, I know the, the it's, things were too high. They want, they're asking are high, but maybe he crosses his arm to get that deal and catches somebody desperate. I mean, what team do you think could benefit from from bringing in a guy like De'Aaron Fox or Buddy Hield? And for Buddy, I'll tell you a team that could have benefited that probably should have made that move in the summertime mm. was the Los Angeles Lakers. But yeah. who, who needs those services now? They got to hurry up and get them dudes out of there before they get tainted. You know what I mean? Sacramento is in the best place to play anyway. You know what I mean? They have some coaching changes. You know what I mean? I know Alvin Gentry is going through it over there. You know what I mean? Trying to find – trying to – identify what type of culture that they could even begin to have. Luke went through it. I still think it's an awesome franchise. I love Sacramento. You know, I spend a little bit of time in there when I have time off. Uh, The city's dope. They get behind that franchise. So I just see whatever team Fox or Hill go to, I think they're going to have to, they're going to, unless it's a special coach, a Popovich, some type of situation where you have to go in there and like, Dial in right away. I don't. I think they're going to still be a little ways away from their best basketball if they go to a new destination. It's not just going to be like they're there and they're cracking right away. And now, if we're looking at the Ben Simmons sweet stakes, will the Sixers make a deal for Simmons before the deadline? Or are they going to hold that piece and hope that Harden? 
opts out and likes cheesesteaks. James look like he 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 do like cheesesteaks. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, Philly I mean, cheesesteaks are delicious. You know what I mean? And if you're going to have a cheesesteak, you should probably have one in Philadelphia. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, so he would be a smart man for that. Look, Embiid is cooking, man. You know what I mean? And I think even if Ben does come back, what does he do at this point? You know what I mean? What what else does he have besides another body? You know what I mean? Uh, maybe he's on the same thing as Kyrie can only play road games. I don't know what that looks like. Um, yeah, man, they just – that. Maury ain't going to do shit but sit there and, and wait for this season to expire and ride out Joel Embiid's MVP season. You know, Hopefully one of those other players step up, you know, and maybe they make a move and get some, uh, some extra out of help, but I don't think he makes a move, or else he would have made it. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And now shifted back to the West, uh, Utah Jazz got some, some some devastating news. Joe Ingles suffered a torn ACL out for the season. Yeah. They were already, you know, 4-12 in January. This is a huge blow to their depth. Can the Jazz recover from this? No. No, I don't think, you know, I think Ingles was a glue guy. We all know how glue guys is. Rudy's not a big enough offensive guy. Although he's going to hold you down on defense, I think they're missing so much offense right now. I don't see them making a move, and even if they do move, I think the Jazz are who they are. I think the Joe Ingles uh, injury is going to hurt them more than they think they do, more than they think, more than we think they will. And I'm, I ain't, I'm, I'm not looking for Utah. Everybody, I know Quinn Snyder's a good coach. They got some young talent like Donovan Mitchell, I like Rudy Gobert. I'm just not looking for Utah like that. Most definitely. And all you high school basketball fans out there, 2022 Iverson Classic rosters dropped this week. Boom. Go check their handles at Iverson Classic on social to see who the top young, exciting talent that will be featured in this game. It's the week of April 26th to April 30th in Memphis. You may be able to go catch a job playoff game potentially as well, so you got to get that double-double. But make sure y'all tune in with that Iverson Classic, man. Show love to the six-foot under, GOAT. Easy. Yeah, for sure. Easy. Uh, big, a big-time tournament, big-time opportunity. Shout-out uh, Bobby and Jay and now the, the, the AI Classic staff and all the former players that take place during the practices. This is a hands-on environment where former players come in there and talk like how we talk to the younger generation without really any boundaries, you know what I mean? And uh, they just did a great job last year. McDonald's didn't have a game, but AI did, you know what I mean? And it was a phenomenal experience. Just a bunch of ton of talent, you know what I mean? People that are usually McDonald's high school American and that are six to eight months away from being lottery picks are going to be there on the court. Uh, they learn about uh, life off the court as well. They usually take part in the Civil Rights Museum and learn about social social justice. So it's going to be a new cast of NBA players helping this year and moving forward. So I'm excited about the opportunity. It wouldn't be a bad thing for you to show up to. I, I will pull like, up. Yeah, I, I didn't you. know. I was. I mean, I'm really comfortable. You know, I like ribs too. So I'm gonna come they, they Delightful catfish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Delightful catfish. Shout okay. out our producer Eric Newman who ate catfish for three meals for at least two days in a row. <laughs> I've never seen a Jewish man consume so much catfish in my life. Uh, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. It's been What's Burning. First and hopefully, you know, we can keep these bags flowing. Because, hey, like I man, said, this, has been, this hey. has been a dream of mine, man, to get with my brother Josiah. Welcome to the Showtime yeah. Basketball. If y'all don't man. know, Jelani played at UCLA with my older brother Chris. I spent some time at their apartment at UCLA back in the day. Glenn five, Rock. Five, five, Glenn Rock. You're me. Uh, you know, probably saw some things I shouldn't have, but hey, here he, we are. He made me the man exposure. I am today. Yeah, look what we built. Look what we and built. And now we're here. What's now burning? King Josiah joining, and now we on What's Burning. Yeah. yeah, so, you know. What's Burning available every week? At Showtime Basketball YouTube. And make sure you follow Showtime's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Show Basketball. That's Show with no W, even though that's all we do around here is get W, Show Basketball. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what kind of fun is waiting for you at king's island the holy cow we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun the make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends.